Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. This is the balancing of the sins that God hates with things that He loves. Instead of being prideful, he wants us to be humble, see our need for God, act in obedience. Instead of evil thoughts, we're to have our minds renewed by God's word. Third, instead of sinful feet, we want to walk with God in obedience. Today we'll learn that those controlled by their old sinful nature can't please God. You'll never do enough good things to satisfy him ever. To fulfill this requirement, you must accept Jesus as your Savior. Pastor Mark teaches the greatest sin you can commit is to reject Christ and the help that he offers. Now is a good time to really examine the course of your life. If you're a Christian, does the way you live reflect that? If not, you might not belong to him at all, whether you think you're a believer or you're not. Don't get to the end of your life wishing you'd responded to the relentless pursuit of your loving, heavenly Father. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 16, with our continuing study entitled, God's Love Hate List. How can I be proud? I can't be. I must realize self in relationship to God. Always humble ourselves. Now, turn with me back to Proverbs 15. This brings up our second thing. First of all, we said this morning God hates pride, proud look, but he loves humility. Well, there's another sin that God hates, and we see that in Proverbs 15, 26. It's sin of a thought. It's our minds. It's a premeditated sin. A heart that devises wicked schemes. That's our second thing. A heart that devises wicked schemes. Look at Proverbs 15, 26. The Lord detests the thoughts of the wicked, but those of the pure are pleasing to him. What's going through your mind right now? What kind of thoughts have gone through your mind this week? Some of you are saying, 15 minutes and we're out of here. You're wrong. (laughs) It's at least 17. (laughs) See, our our thought life is strange. Turn with me to uh, Proverbs 4, verse 16. Speaking about people with evil thoughts. For they cannot sleep till they do evil. They are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. Think of all the premeditated evil schemes that were carefully made by the terrorists over the last few years. Premeditated. All the plans. 
Think of all the plans that are still out there that evil men have thought of. No doubt, as this verse says, many nights they could hardly sleep thinking of the outcome of those premeditated sins. The Bible says the evil, they can't sleep, they're robbed till they make someone fall. You say, well, Pastor Mark, how can mankind be so evil, so prideful, so full of wicked schemes? Like, how could anybody do that? Here's how. The Bible teaches us that apart from God, all people have wicked hearts and wicked thoughts. Do you know that you and I are guilty this morning? You say, well, Pastor Mark, I've never, ever thought of anything like that. No, but here's the truth. Think of the last time you were hurt by somebody. May have been justified, unjustified. Think of the night or two that you laid awake, you couldn't sleep, you toss and turn, you're going to get even. You're working the plan. You'll take care of that individual. You, you see, we've all been there. We've all done it. We've all struggled in those areas. That's because apart from God, our thought life is filled with wickedness. Well, if God hates a premeditated sin... A thought that's rolled over in our minds that I'm going to do something against him. If he hates that, he also hates, the third one this morning, a sin of action. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. Proverbs 23, you don't need to turn there, says this. As a man or woman thinks in their heart, so they become. You see, sin begins in our thought life. We roll it over, but often it will then work itself out to our feet, our mouth, our hands. That's why God hates a mind that plans these evil things. But he also hates feet that quickly carry out these plans. How many times you and I have also gotten into trouble? We've been presented something. We didn't really think about it very well. And we allowed prideful thoughts to come and we immediately went and made this decision and we made a quick decision. Our feet were quick to run into evil. And then when we got where we thought we wanted to go, we realized we shouldn't have been there at all. Miserable place to be, isn't it? Here's a key for you this morning. If you're making a decision and if you feel rushed normally, it's not from God. If you feel panicked and rushed, you better just back up. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, if you want to get that flight and it's a great price, and I've got to get it now, that's all right. But if you're talking about something in your life spiritually, you're making a decision for a home, dating people, all kinds of things like that, don't rush into things. See, often our feet are quick to go into evil. Back up. Meditate. Allow God to bring peace to your heart. Not evil. Don't put yourself first. Say when, you, when you're ready to run quickly into that thing, God, is this what you want? I want your will. I, I, don't, I don't want to be prideful and do my thing. Very important thing. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 6. All the way to the beginning book. Not hard to find. I want us to look at putting this story into practice. Putting these three things that God hates, seeing them in a different light, and allowing the Holy Spirit to apply these principles to our lives before we leave today. Now, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, this is before the flood, and we see the condition of men's hearts. Notice, verse 5, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil 
all the time. You see, the people in Noah's time were very wicked. Because they were in rebellion to God, they sat around and all they could think about were more ways to be more evil. This was not hard because their hearts and their minds were filled with that evil nature. Now because of that, by the way, that verse sounds very similar to our times today, doesn't it? Think of the evil that's out there. Well, because of this, God did something he didn't want to do. He decided to destroy evil mankind and start over. He found one man, his name was Noah, and the Bible says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So Noah began to build an ark. It took him 100 plus years. All that time he preached. He said to those guys that evil thoughts, you can be saved, there's a flood coming. Now they'd never seen flood, they'd never seen water, they didn't understand this. And Noah said, if you believe me, you can get in the ark, you can save yourself. That was God's plan. But we know in the end, all those evil men refused. And the only ones that were in the ark were Noah and his family, eight people in all. Well, the flood came, the waters came, all mankind was destroyed. And then we turn over to Genesis chapter 9, and we see that when Noah starts again with those eight people, God reissues the command that was given back to Adam and to Eve. Same command. Look what God says. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, Genesis 9-1, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and do what? Fill the earth. What would fill the earth mean? It means what we're doing here at Calvary Chapel in Melbourne. We're having babies that are filling the earth. And men go home, make love, fill the earth, go to all parts of the world. There aren't any more people repopulated everywhere throughout the world. That was a command from God to the men living in those days. Now let's turn to Genesis chapter 11. Let's see what happens with this command. Genesis 11 verse 1. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. So they all spoke what? Who knows what? One language. One language. Why did God do that? So that they could work together, so they could plan together, so they could cooperate together. Verse 2, as men moved eastward, so they began to do what God wanted them to do. They began to move out and fill the different areas of the world. They found a plain in Shinar. You might want to circle that word just in your Bible, write the word Iraq. It's where they were. And they settled there. You might want to underline that word, settle there. There's the first area of disobedience. They stopped. They were supposed to go and populate the whole world, but they stopped in Iraq. And they said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Verse 4. Then they said, Come, let us build us ourselves a city with a tower or ziggit that reaches to the heavens. Why? So that we may make a name, underline that, a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the earth. A name for ourselves is that sin of attitude, that pride, it's humanism. They wanted to make a name for themselves rather than honor the name of God. Then they wanted to, notice, build a high tower, a monument to them. 
Now this Howard high tower, some people have the wrong idea, didn't mean that it, they could climb this high tower, the ziggit, and get to God. That's foolish. He couldn't go that high in the heavens. This would just elevate them above God. Really what it was used for was astrology. It was our kind of things today as far as horoscopes. They wanted to worship and look at the stars and determine the will for their life from the stars. But God says, that's wrong. That's sin. That's another thing that God hates. By the way, if you're playing around with the horoscopes this morning, that's sin. God speaks it in the Bible. See, you don't go to the stars to determine your will. You go to the creator of the star to determine your will. And it's found in God's word. So you might say, well, that's a little thing. No, it is not a little thing with God. Tarot cards, all of that stuff. The Harry Potter jazz, all this jazz we're getting ready to come into is evil. It is not of God. You don't need witches guiding your life. You want God to guide your life. So this was all really the sin of attitude. It was just prideful. Notice there was also, I told you before, the disobedience was pride. Notice in this verse. And let us make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. God said, be scattered. They said, we don't want to be scattered. Pride. Sinful. Now, notice in verse 5, it says, The Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. Now, before they built this, they had to plan it. So we have the sin of thought, premeditated sin. Before they could build this tower and city, they had to stop and think about it. Their minds were filled with premeditated plans. Their minds were filled with things that defied God, and they refused to move and fill the earth. I'm going to say to you this morning, be careful. When you're thinking of doing things that you know God has said not to do, it might even be as simple as that little horoscope thing I said to you. No way, that's a no big deal. Be careful, because that's premeditated sin. You're thinking about it. You're making a choice to go against God. It's so interesting. As we have many, 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 many young couples coming to our fellowship now, couples that are living together and all kinds of things, they didn't know it was wrong to live together before marriage. And now we get, continue to get calls. Well, we'd like to talk to you. We'd like to do it different. How do we move out? How do we do this? How do we get married? How do we do it right? Wonderful. You, you see, they didn't know that it was a sin. They come here, that, they see it's a sin. They say, okay, we want to do it right. That's what God loves. Not saying, well, you can say it's a sin, but we're going to continue to live like that. No, you're going to have trouble. There's a fall coming for anything in our life. Now, notice, as they begin building, it wasn't only a sin of thought, premeditated sin. It was a sin of action. They began to build. They put things in action. Their feet were quick to get the bricks to build the tower. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said, if as one people speak in the same language, they have begun to do this, and nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So God's thinking, uh-oh, here we go again. They're, if they're already evil this quick, good night, look what's going to happen again. The earth is going to be filled with his evil. So look what he says, verse 7. Come, circle the word let us, that's the Trinity. Come, let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So God immediately judged those three sins, the sin of pride, the sin of thought, and the sin of action. He hated those things, and he judged them immediately. He confounded the languages. Now, you know God's a God of great humor. 
Can you imagine the guys up there and they're, they're making these bricks and they're building this ziggurat. The man turns to the other guy and he says, give me another brick. Go over here goes, okay. The guy says, what? What's wrong with you? And he says, over to the other guy over here, give me another brick. God's got a great sense of humor, doesn't he? I mean, it's total confusion. And so, he has to go this way, and the Spanish guy has to go this way, and the French guy has to go this way, and the Arabian guy, has, and man, they're all gone, and they're all, and they can't communicate with each other. Why? Because of sin. Do you know this morning, if these guys would have done what God wanted, we might all speak the same language this morning. But they didn't. Notice, verse 8, So the Lord scattered them over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. God did what? He forced them to obey. That is why it is called Babel. Babel means confusion. Because the Lord confused the language of the whole earth from there. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. If mankind wouldn't have been prideful and disobedient, they would have had peace rather than confusion. Think about this this morning. If you want peace in your life, you have to do the things that God wants, not the things that God hates. Now turn one more passage with me, the book of Romans, chapter 8. As you're turning there, I want you to write these last three things down. This is the hate-love list. This is the balancing of the sins that God hates with things that He loves. Instead of being prideful, which God hates, He wants us to be humble, see our need for God, act in obedience. Instead of evil thoughts, we're to have our minds renewed by God's Word. You're renewing your mind. You're getting the Word of God in your mind. Third, instead of sinful feet, we want to walk with God in obedience on his paths that will be peaceful if we follow him we won't find confusion but we will find peace now look at Romans 8 verse 5 here's what the Bible says those who live according to their sinful nature and who has a sinful nature everyone is born with a sinful nature there has to be a time in your life that sinful nature would be changed into a godly nature. And God would begin to change your life. Behold, all things are new. The old is gone, the new has become. You must be born again. So it says, those who live according to their sinful nature, that means the sinners, have their mindset on what that nature desires. So a sinner thinks about self. A sinner doesn't think about God. It shouldn't shock us. But those, but, so here's the difference. If you're a Christian, how do I think? But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. So if you're a Christian this morning, we want to think like God. And that's why we study His words. So we've learned this morning three things that God hates and three things that God loves. Verse 6. The mind of the sinful man ultimately is what? What does that mean? It simply, simply means this. Understand this. The greatest pride, the greatest sin this morning is to reject Jesus Christ as your Savior. We call it the unpardonable sin. Here's how it works. You live your whole life. Over and over again, God comes to you and He says to you, I want you to bow down and accept me. I want your sins to be forgiven. I want you to, to have me as Lord and put self below me. We refuse it. 
We continue to refuse it. We continue to refuse it. We continue to refuse it. If you do that, you know what happens? Eventually, if you die, you have committed the unpardonable sin. You say, well, it's not forgivable. That's right, because you died without asking Jesus Christ into your life. That's why, notice it says here, the mind of the sinful man is death. So what's the wisest thing to do? Humble yourself. Some of you need to do that this morning. Humble yourself this morning and say, I want forgiveness for my sin. I want God to rule my life. You have to choose it. He won't force his way. If you don't, you will fall. You'll fall into death. Notice, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. Verse 7, the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You will never do enough good things to please God, ever. You must accept His Son, Jesus Christ. Look at verse 9, great verse, speaking to Christians. You, however, Christians, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit of God lives where? Did you know the Spirit of God lives in these old dirt bodies? That's right. In fact, the book of Corinthians says that we're just old clay pots. If you lived in Georgia, you'd be an old red clay pot, because that's the kind of soil. Here, it's kind of sandy. Now, here's a sad part of that verse. And we end with this this morning. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. What does that mean? It means this. If you've never bowed your knee, never asked Jesus Christ into your life, there'll always be confusion in your life. You won't have peace. You've put self before God. If you have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, if there isn't a day you can point back to and say, on this day, I chose God. You might be 72 this morning and haven't done it. Today's the good day to do it. You humble yourself this morning. God hates pride. And the highest pride is to say, I'll do it myself. I'll work my way to heaven. You'll never, ever get there. By the way, the building of that tower was an old sign of man trying to be right with God by his own works. Notice what God did. Stopped it. Christian, we're just dirtbags from Jesus. But we're filled with his spirit. That gives us great worth. You're worth more than anything because Jesus Christ humbled himself, came to this earth, and died for you, for me. That makes my self-worth God-worth. It makes me know that I'm loved and accepted today. So we know we're hardwired for sin. Knowing this, we need to unplug from our own power supply. So we've learned we're hardwired for sin. Knowing this, we need to unplug from our own power supply so we can get an energy upgrade from the only reliable source, God. Once you're all plugged in, you'll need to make the following adjustments to keep your life running at optimal performance. Instead of being prideful, be humble. Instead of evil thoughts, renew your mind with His Word. Instead of rushing to evil, walk with Him. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Place a marker in your Bibles because in the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will continue his in-depth examination of the things God hates the most. Sin in and of itself is bad enough, but this list takes it to a whole new level by naming specific issues that will not be tolerated at all. We're all guilty on some level, so be sure to tune in and learn how to identify your faults and avoid these detestable traps. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life Right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear